Welcome to Geek's Corner. I'm Mr. Daps. I'm Katie. Ten trillionth of your suntan comes from stars in other galaxies. Really? Huh. Yeah. So, um, I'm made of stars and stardust? No, that's Carl Sagan. I'm Cameron. You should use the hashtag Geeks Corner to join us with, uh, on Twitter. <laughs> Sorry, that was so good, and I, I, I tripped myself up because it was Christine. Mm-hmm. Um, use the hashtag Geeks Corner on Twitter to talk at us tonight, and we might talk back. In fact, it's very likely, considering we all have access to digital devices off screen. That is true. Multiple screens tonight. Um, welcome back, everybody, from our respective... Uh, places of residence as another helicopter flies over. It is a weird night in uh, Southern California tonight. We've had helicopters going over. Apparently there was an emergency landing for an airplane. And yeah. um, and the hazmat team is out about two miles away from here. Miles away from here? I don't know. A so mile it's, it's or a, two miles. It's a weird night in Orange County tonight um, among all of the other things. But uh, we are here for Geeks Corner like we are every week, and uh, it's been a big week in the news. Uh, probably the biggest story to come out for the week um, wasn't the continuation of negotiations for furloughs, which kind of were a foregone conclusion. Um, but the bigger news was a New York Times article that came out on uh, Sunday, I believe, and in it it detailed how Bob Iger really is back in charge again at the Walt Disney Company. And uh, it goes through uh, several different parts of the story of his retirement and then um, not so retiring from his retirement. I guess he was not retiring from his retirement or retired from his retirement. I don't know what it is. Anyway, all this to say is Bob appears to be back and Bob Chapek appears to be letting Bob Iger kind of take the reins on this thing. And uh, did you guys get a chance to read the story? I think Katie did, but. Yeah, I, I I skimmed because okay. it's it's what I expected. Oh, totally. Um, although I really was, I was hoping that it, um, Bob Iger was wearing a black leather jacket, sitting in the back of a smoke-filled establishment, and he was drinking a large glass of apple juice with ice. And um, a coin too. They they came, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they came back in, and he they were like, Bob, we need you back. I told you, I'm done with that. It yeah. is funny because there's you. so many different storylines that this uh, this this could have taken place. Like you could have done uh, Star Wars, you could have done Star Trek. I won't get into too much of that because Katie hasn't gotten that far. Um, but they, <laughs> it, it's like every, I mean, Lord of the Rings. Like it's everywhere. Um, they have to go back and go go for another adventure. Um, reading this. Do you believe the fact that he actually had planned that February 25th would be retirement day since the beginning of December? I think he hoped. So, But you think it was legitimate that when they're like, beginning of December, I'm going to retire on February 25th, that part of the story actually was legit and it wasn't him being like, oh, coronavirus is coming, I better retire so the other Bob can take care of it. That's clearly not what it was. <laughs> no, just just knowing how a corporate structure works, I, I, that's six months to a year of conversations um, that was happening. On, well, it's, it's been over five years of conversations. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But the point is, the, the thing leading up to that announcement, there's no way that it was him being on his toes trying to get out or anything Yeah, I agree. Like that. I agree with you completely. 
Um, so now that he appears to be back in the saddle again, um, do you think this was the right choice for one, or should it have been one of those things that, Bob Chapek, you're the CEO now, you have to lead this now, step up and be the captain. Um, was this the right choice? Yes. Um, and I think that this is something I was telling my dad about, I think. Um, there is a perception of Bob Chapek. Um, and I think that the Walt Disney Company is very aware of what that perception is um, to fans and even to employees of the Walt Disney Company. Um, and so a lot of these things, even if it is the exact same decision that Bob Chapek would have made, it is going to uh, soothe the burn a little bit coming out of Bob Iger's mouth. Um, simply, uh, especially because I think the furlough announcement came the same day, right? Um, uh, I, it was a week later, I think, but yeah. Anyway, I think that there is a perception of Bob Chapek laying people off versus Bob Iger laying people off or furloughing people or you know what I mean. Sure. Um, I, I realized those are two entirely different things. Uh, but <laughs> I just think that um, uh, for the perception of everyone, I think it's just better with Bob Iger at the helm. So Disney, we should hop in real quick. Disney has not officially confirmed that anything in this was accurate. Yeah. So this is all reporting, which we have no reason to believe it's wrong. And the fact that Bob Iger emails this guy makes me think it's probably fairly accurate um, since he did get a first-person confirmation that Bob Iger was like, yeah, this was the plan. Um, and he also got a denial that uh, Bob supposedly said to two um, two other people that after Disney gets through all of this coronavirus thing, um, Disney will be a much smaller company. Um, we'll have fewer people. Um, my question, same question that I gave Katie to you, Cameron, uh, what do you think about well, Bob taking over from Bob? So picture the Klingon empire. I'm there. Um, Duras is in high command and... <laughs> Um, the problem is that there's there's not really a, he, he is a an effective leader, but he's not a a, a, a spiritual leader of the people. Um, enter Kalis, the unforgivable. Uh, Kalis is the uh, god Klingon, uh, in many ways a Jesus allegory for the Klingons, um, but legendarily so. Um, so what happens is an executive team of high priests in the Klingon Empire decide that it's best to bring back Kalis, um, whether or not it is the real Kalis or it is a fully effective Kalis, um, simply so Duras can continue to lead, but Kalis can be a rallying cry for the people and a poster boy for the Klingon Empire. And I actually think you're close on this in some ways. Um, I'm, I'm going to come down between the two of you a little bit. I, I think... Kalis is 100% what's happening, but I also think um, Bob Iger is plotting where Disney of the future goes and what it looks like, where Bob Chapek is running Disney of today, if I had to make a guess. And, and I'm sure they're doing this really close. Like, I'm sure they're talking all the time, um, if I had to make any guess, because I just think that's... They seem to, from reading Bob Iger's book, um, they seem to be fairly close uh, workers like they, they work closely together and there seems to be some sort of a, a friendship there as well um, and, and they trust each other so my hunch is yes there's the Kalis thing happening um, yes 
Bob Iger is coming back in and and really leading where the company is going to go. But uh, my hunch is Bob Chapek is managing where the company is. What do you think? I'm kind of with you on that. Um, I'm just really looking forward to the part of the story where Bob Iger goes down to the river and cuts off his own hair and weaves it into a sword. That's, okay. Yeah, that's such a good um, part. What I'm looking forward um, to most. I think you brought up. Katie, uh, hey, are you keeping up with any of this? Nope. We're not that far yet. Um, so, Katie, I think you brought up something interesting too, though. Is Bob Chapek has a. Um, an identity problem, I guess, or a public perception problem. And, and a lot of it comes down to some interviews that he's done, I think. And it has to do with the perception that he's all about IP. Mm-hmm. And, and I actually think there's something to be said for that, that he probably is a lot about IP and that's always been his position. The, the thing that popped into my head, I was listening to another podcast this week and they were talking about how IPs go back. They, they went back as far as the 90s. But my first thought was, IPs go back to the opening day of Disneyland. Yep. What's the Sleeping name Beauty of the castle? castle? Yes. And that was before for a movie that wasn't even out yet. Yes. And Not to mention tertiary ownership rights being referenced in the Wizard of Bras. Yeah, yeah. And, and so there's always been IPs in Disneyland and or Disney parks. And it's yeah. always been about the story trumping and the experience and the magic trumping everything else. And um, I don't know that I've ever heard him flat out say that they will never do an, a non-IP attraction ever again. Yeah. He didn't say they would do one ever again either on the flip side. And he did say um, that, that he would focus on magic storytelling and a family experience that everybody can experience. And then he furthered by saying that they do it with Disney, Marvel, Pixar, and Star Wars characters um, when they fit. And and I don't know that any of that is mutually exclusive other than he reached to where they were. And um, I'm curious, as, as things move forward, is that a public perception thing that you think he can overcome? Or is he always going to be the guy that's, that's kind of the, the numbers guy? I think that the perception will stick with him. Um, but I also think that as new generations of Disney fans come in, they're going to see him differently. Um, because. How do you think they'll see him? Uh, I feel like he's going to get. Uh, I don't want to say like media training. But, I but, I, so. <laughs> but basically, I feel like they're going to like pageant train. Bob Chapek, where they're like... That would be such a good movie. <laughs> that would be such a good movie. <laughs> I know. They could bring William Shatner in. <laughs> uh, but what, what, what is your perfect day? <laughs> you April got it. April 25th. All right. Um, not too but, cold, not too warm, just need a light sweater. Yeah. But I, I think that basically they're going to train him in a way to uh, answer questions in a non-offensive way, which is like the, you know, world hunger is bad answers. Do you think, do you think his biggest fault when he's uh, doing interviews is he's too honest? Yes. Because I actually do. I think I he... think specifically, 
I'm thinking about the infamous Galaxy's Edge interview. Um, and what he said in and of itself was not bad. Um, I, that is my controversial opinion. Him saying that the cast members are part of the entertainment of the land is not inherently a bad statement. Um, it was the fact that what he said came along with the news that there was entertainment cuts to the land. And so it seemed like he was saying, yeah, I cut all this entertainment, but look, the people that are already here are the entertainment. So the funny there part was... with that, where it was entertainment that was never even confirmed was cut. Um, yeah. So yeah, that was kind of a bummer. And I actually think if he'd have made that statement at the opening of Rise the Resistance, nobody would have blinked an eye. I agree. Because, I agree completely. you know, we've seen it, we've experienced it. That's exactly how it plays out. Um, I actually, I, I'm sticking with something we said when he first got the position is... When Bob Iger was promoted to CEO in uh, 2005, right? 2005. Um, yeah. Nobody liked him. Everybody's like, oh, he's Michael Eisner's yes man. This isn't going to be any better. And in the Disney community at large had almost identical complaints. Um, he's just going to be about the numbers. It's all going to be about TV. He's not going to care about the parks. You name it, they probably said it. And um, and he turned out okay. So I'm... I'm really inclined to give Bob Chapek the benefit of the doubt and and see what he can do. Um, it is really interesting to see how this transition will end up happening in this economic climate. And with, I mean, if, if this is right, Disney's losing $30 million a day. Yeah, which is bananas. Like we knew they were losing a lot, but if that actually is right, was it Moody's that said that, I believe? And, um, and that's, that's a lot of damage. Um, so it'll be really interesting to follow this and see where it goes. And um, I, I'm just very intrigued to see who ends up being CEO come 2022. Because I could actually see this handicapping um, JPEG inadvertently in a way that uh, nobody can anticipate. Or, you know, it could empower him too. But um, to me, it's, it's almost the... I don't know. It's it's the there's a there's a movie called um, the Replacements. I think it's called. And have you seen this movie, Cameron? Um, I, it, I'm just amazed you picked a movie that I think was made in the last thirty years. I know. I, aren't you impressed? It's um, pretty good. But no, there's Gene Hackman makes makes a statement that winners always want the ball, and and to me, I've never seen Bob Chapek really want the ball. And maybe that's just something that we haven't been privy to. And he's very good in like meeting settings or whatever. It just, he doesn't seem to aggressively want to, to lead. And, yeah. um, and it seems like Disney has kind of put him forward and been like, Hey, you're the leader. You can do it. But I don't know if I've ever seen him aggressively be like, step up and be like, Hey, I'm the leader here. I'm in charge. And, and I could be completely unfair with this and just not have seen it. And, and I acknowledge that that's a possibility, but um, Bob Iger wanted the ball and he took it. And, and so it just makes me wonder about Bob Chapek's future uh, moving forward. Anybody have a counter to that? Because I, I do know I'm, I'm well, I, hypothesizing I agree with a bit. To, I agree with it to an extent in that I wonder if it was a decision on the collective Borg voice of Disney totally could um, be. To, to, to intentionally have a, a non-figurehead figurehead. Yeah, um, in and that he's it's definitely a team player. Doing the job. Yeah, it's just that I think they're they're trying to look at 
Disney the brand rather than Disney the individual, which in truth is a safer bet for a company because if a person can make a mistake, a company can recover. Yeah. Um, and that might be some of the direction. Well, and, and there's actually some... I've always thought that, that Bob Iger kind of pushed that way. Like Michael Eisner very much wanted to be the face of the company and the new, you know, like hosting stuff and, you know, the hello, I'm Michael Eisner thing. And hello. Uh, thank you. And, uh, and and I feel like Bob Iger kind of pushed back from that and, and took a more, like he was still obviously the leader of the company, but he wasn't the face of the company. That became more of like Mickey Mouse and, and really, it went kind of back to Disney characters and Walt Disney always being the face of the character or face of the, the company. And, and it could be that you're right. And they intentionally wanted somebody that would be OK not being the face of the company and running the company very effectively, which, you know, Bob Chapek seems to be a very effective leader. And, yeah. um, and I actually don't have a lot negative to say about him. I just have questions. <laughs> And, uh, um, but I, I, he seems like I, I really, that was one of the things I walked out of Bob Iger's book really thinking is like Bob Chapek seems like a really good man, a very competent man. And, um, and I think a lot of what we think about him comes from, uh, speculation and conversation that just has never been proven otherwise. And, and so, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing more of him and seeing what he's like as CEO as we move forward and, and seeing what happens after this, uh, crisis abates. Um, another thing that was a casualty, though, of the the pandemic, I guess you could say, is Avengers Campus is obviously no long, longer opening on July 18th. And uh, when something like this happens, we have to do our very best as good geeks and uh, make a new guess for Bailey to uh, write down, when do you think that Avengers Campus will be open? Looking at my calendar. I was going to say July 18th was a Saturday. I'm thinking like Memorial Day weekend or something. I don't know. Or Labor Day weekend. I was like, when? Which is the one in, in September? Labor Day? It's Labor Day. Labor Day um, weekend. I don't let's know. see. I'm going to say. Mm. Thank you, Stephen. I'm glad I got the title correctly. Silence is so great on YouTube. Oh, I'm ready. Yeah, just okay. Cameron, go ahead. Okay, if you're ready, May fifteenth, twenty twenty one. Oh, you think it's gonna be a whole year back, huh? Okay. Yep, I think they're gonna wait until before the summer wave again. Okay, Katie. Mm, yeah, I was gonna say September twenty sixth. It is the last Saturday of September, um, which gives it uh, a little bit of a break before Halloween time officially starts. So I don't think that they would want, really want to open it during Halloween time or Christmas time. Um, <laughs> so that, that brings up an interesting question. If you have Avengers at Halloween time, do they dress up as other Avengers? They dress up like each other. That'd be cute, right? No. They know. dress up as DC characters. Um, or Disney uh, characters. <laughs> <laughs> like Captain America's all really proud of his homemade Superman costume. That'd be yeah. very good. <laughs> that would actually be, be so really funny. cute. And I it'd be the like same storyline as like Point of a Street, where it's like Minnie Mouse, uh, decided to sew everyone's costumes together but it's like cap just learned how to work a sewing machine and he's really excited about it i feel and like Gamora's... spider-man would have some real hard times with that because he's already having a problem with the name thing yeah. gamora would be really mad at peter quill because gamora dressed up as wonder woman and peter quill also dressed up as wonder woman <laughs> <laughs> yeah you might be right that's very, uh, very true 
Yeah, so okay, so we got some dates. Hopefully Bailey got those, and uh, we'll see what happens when it actually opens. I'm hoping sooner rather than later. I'm thinking they're going to need um, some things to pull people back into the park, so we'll see whenever the park... It, it actually is really contingent on when people get back into the park and when they can work there. Yeah, I agree. And, and then we can probably just push back um, however long the parks or people couldn't work in the parks is going to be how long it's, it's going to be delayed at the very least. Um, the other thing that's uh, coming out now that's uh, not related to the pandemic, which is fantastic, is it appears that Robin Hood is getting a live action remake that will be going straight to Disney Plus, um, which is probably a good choice. And uh, my question is, so it's CGI and live action. So I'm assuming there's going to be like a fox running around that's wearing the Robin Hood suit, just like we're used to. Um, mm-hmm. But it'll look like a real fox, which will be kind of jarring and, and could be interesting. So but, Lion King-esque. Yeah, but they're going to stand up, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. And, and wear shoot, clothes. And shoot bow and arrows. And, and sing songs. Like, the more I've thought about this, like, I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, the rooster play the guitar. Um, yeah. And I hope it's the same music, because it's such iconic music. Um my question is, who should play Robin Hood? Oh, I got the answer already. Oh, I'm so glad you do. If it is mocap, Andy Circus. I knew it. I knew it. Andy Circus for Robin I, Hood and not like Sheriff of Nottingham? No, see the thing is he's or he's is he play, everybody. He's no, that would be amazing, <laughs> including Maid Marian. Um yeah. no. Here's the thing. Andy Circus has played a live action villain and a CGI villain. However, I think his best roles are when he is playing a CGI empathetic character. Um, it's, it's, it's happened, I think, with, with the Apes movie he was in um, and a couple others. He's actually fantastic, and his voice has a depth to it that would be appropriate for a hero. Uh, his appearance does not as much. Um, but if it's mocap, who but cares? But if it's mocap, who cares? Exactly. I, huh. I think he would be perfect, honestly. Do you think it's who they would actually use, though? They might. I, I think they're willing to throw Andy Stark as a bone um, if, they're, if they put star power in the other roles. Um, I could see them putting a really strong uh, lead for uh, Sheriff Nottingham and for uh, Prince John. Um, okay. Like casting those as, like, like, big names and then maybe filling in some of the other ones with less known. Mandy Moore would make a really good Maid Marian. Uh, okay putting that out there. Interesting. Okay. Katie, who do you think is going to be Robin Hood? Okay. So originally I was going to um, do that thing that everyone loves when I say, when I say I've never seen um, Robin Hood. But then you went and watched it? No, I haven't. Um, (laughs) So I'm still doing, no. Have you seen Robin Hood Men in Tights? No. (sighs) Um, We failed. Well, anyway. I mean, where 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 are you guys in Star Trek TNG season five? You're pretty no, close to three. We're, not, so. we're in season oh. three. We got we're, a ways to go. Yeah, we're a couple episodes away from the finale. Yeah. Anyway, Stuck. um, but then you talked about mocap, and then I just thought about Alan Tudyk. So. Oh. Yeah. He would be a really good little John. I was actually thinking the exact yeah. same thing. He'd so, be a really good little John. Here was my first thought, and I don't know that this is who I want to play Robin Hood, but it doesn't seem out of the realm of possibility for them to do this. Is I had the the flip thought of like I think Robin Hood was was going to be where they put their money for an actor, 
And and my first thought the moment I read that that Robin Hood could be being remade, I was like, oh, so they're gonna get Tom Holland to do it, huh? Yeah, I right. Like that. I don't like it. I don't know that I, I like it, it either, but I see it. Like he yeah. kind of has the right movement. He has the. He's probably about the right age of you know, real life, and um. Well, see, funnily enough, you're talking about first thoughts. My first thought, I was trying to figure out why I thought this. Um, <laughs> That's a good start. Because my first thought was George Clooney, oh. and. Um, and I was like, no, he's too old. And then I put it together. One, he has the same similar voice to the Fox. Uh, yeah, I Robin hear that. Hood. Two, he played the main character in Fantastic Mr. Fox, a stop motion film where he was also a fox. And that's now why it came that yeah. makes That makes a lot of sense. Um, who, who do you think should be playing uh, Prince John? And do you think he will suck his thumb still? Uh What's what's his name? Loki. Loki would make a real. Oh, that, so we're just gonna go yeah. all all Marvel for this, huh? That's well, what they we like to cast. Done. We should have said they like to cast in house. <laughs> that is true. Well, and that was one of the reasons I thought of uh, of Tom Holland. I was like, oh, they're gonna grab him. But um, you know, if they wanted to go comedic, uh, they could grab some of the other people from Guardians of the Galaxy and just trickle that around as well. Because Drax would make of, a really good sheriff from Nottingham. Yeah, I mean, they're kind of already. The different personalities you could There's find. The archetypes, in. yeah, yeah. Um, I think Alan Tudyk could actually make a good Prince John. Alan Tudyk could just do the whole movie. He could do the whole thing. You're right. You're right. Uh, yeah. All right, Cameron. As we uh, we've got four more minutes in the show. Why do I only get the dregs? <laughs> I'm kidding. Well, I, I thought we were going to have ten minutes when I was putting this together, but uh, you us never go know. over on time never. Never. I mean, it's YouTube, so I guess it doesn't super matter, but um, talk about it. It. So uh, coming out very late or early, depending on where you are, there's going to be an article with a bit of a preamble to what we're talking about. We did mention this last week, but uh, exciting. This week on Thursday is going to be our very first live stream of Elias, a D&D adventure. Uh, we are going to be playing Dungeons and Dragons, um, and it's going to be a very exciting time. Uh, the article is going to go into depth a little bit about uh, the world and uh, who's going to be playing what. Uh, both of the fine folks on this call are also going to be playing. I am going to be your friendly neighborhood dungeon master. Um, in fact, uh, I, what I like best about this is the range of skill set. Um, we want this very much to be a, you don't have to know anything about Dungeons and Dragons to watch this and enjoy it we don't. or even play it. Um, I was going to say that the folks on this call, I don't think have ever played D&D or at I least got have my not first dice. much. Um, yes, both Mr. Daps and Katie have bought their very first sets of dice. It's, it is, it warms my cold, dark. Can heart. I, um, can I throw something out, Cameron, for this? I had an inspired moment that I know I'm going to regret in about an hour. Uh, thank you, Katie. It's pretty. So my name for this has changed like four times. You can throw names at me and Cameron and Katie for the next hour. Is that fair, Cameron? That's fair. That's fair. We, we can do it for another hour or so, which means that if, at 11 o'clock tonight, um, we're just going to shut it off, and whatever I've decided my name is by then, um, that's what it's going to be. But you can also bet the three of us will be texting back and forth, and we will take, um, we will take into consideration different names 
for my character. Should you talk about my character yeah, so, a little so, bit, Cameron? So, because I don't know important. what it means, but you can you can explain it. So, um, my favorite D and D campaign of all time involves a character named Taco. So, I'm totally cool with random names not really making sense within the world. Um, but Mr. Daps is going to be playing an elf ranger. Uh, if you know anything about D&D, he is of a full-blooded elf and a ranger much like Aragorn a la Lord of the Rings early in the films. Uh, that That is his character. So if you want to help name along those lines, if you want something hilarious, go for it. You have 51 um, or 61 Katie, minutes. Katie, I think, is pretty set. She at least has a first... Yeah, Katie has a first name. I don't think she has a last name yet, although I, that could be a narrative arc. Well, who knows? We'll explore that. I used a random name generator. <laughs> and what kind of character are you playing, Katie? Um, I am playing You're a dwarf, a, right? I'm a mountain dwarf. Oh, I was about to you with a specific Paladin. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's so, it. Um, and I'm very um, aggressive so, and intimidating, just like I am in real life. <laughs> uh, so we built Absolute. up their character sheets uh, <laughs> over the last few days. It's not just us. We have some other friends of Daps Magic joining us. There's going to be Luke, who normally produces this show, uh, is we going to be Luke. joining us. Uh, yes, uh, he's joining us actually from Northern California, where he's currently quarantined. Um, we have a uh, dear friend of the show, Blue, is going to be joining us as well. Uh, uh, he is, uh, and he, and we're also going to have uh, Mikey. Mikey, really likely. Mikey from. The likely uh, Mikey. This is truly. Likely. Like Mikey. Mikey, like, Mikey, like he. um, Mikey is going to be joining us from Florida. Uh, and as we get this going, we would love to have guests. Um, we're going to be taking a lot of uh, audience suggestions for narrative arcs. We will really be live. We want you involved. We will be live. So um, please join us. We'd love for you to watch. Uh, this is kind of an experiment for us, and it's something that has been part of my life for many years, and I'm very, very excited to share it with the folks on this call. Uh, so please watch and tell your friends. It'll be fun. You should go to thegeekscorner.com. That is thegeekscorner.com. It's a URL that we own, and if you continue to watch us there, we might have to buy more URLs for more D&D podcasts and that kind of stuff. So com. check out that article that Cameron is talking about that is going to go live in about two hours about our whole Elias campaign and all the other Disney and geek news as it happens. Also subscribe to our mailing list and find our Patreon. And subscribe to this YouTube channel. We have tons of videos continuing to post. We've got Daps Magic Live happening on occasion. And of course, you won't want to miss our live um, stream of the game. I forgot what it's called. Elias something. Um, Elias. The Elias campaign. That's what we're going to do. But uh, that is all the time we have for you this week. So we will see you around the corner. Bye.